0: what's up everybody it's your girl kiara paul back with kp convos here to bring you some good kingdom-minded conversation listen it's episode three episode three y'all it's episode three and this has to be one of my favorite topics i believe that the last one that we did was super amazing on sonship i think it's so crucial to expound on that first um, because we're all sons and daughters of the king and i believe that it is so important for us to understand like our role in the kingdom before any title any assignment anything that we're called to do on the earth the first thing that we're purposed to be is sons and daughters and that rolls into drum roll please living a life in the spirit listen you guys are going to enjoy this one because like i said this is one of my favorite topics to talk about something that has drastically change in my life my viewpoint on Christianity has definitely just such a benefit to not live in compromise but to live in the spirit you know I know it's it 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 seems like it's easier to just kind of claim you're a Christian and do what you want and then just put your hope in God but still do what you want it seems easier until you realize that that is the place that the enemy wants to keep you in. The enemy wants to keep you in compromise. The enemy wants to keep you living a life that's carnal, a life that is not spirit-led. And he just wants you to be, just live a compromised life. And there's no spiritual benefit to that. It's And, and once you go through a process of refining and purification and and deliverance you see that living a life in the spirit is so much better it's so much simpler I'm not gonna say easier but it's simpler because you live a life of freedom the bible says that it is for freedom that Christ set us free Um, it's for that reason and it's not freedom um, in the sense of yeah like rules and stuff like that but it's freedom from the bondages of sin that's what that is and once you get out of that bondage and we realize that sin and just that lifestyle of sin which is so much more than just sin you realize how bound you are in that lifestyle and how free you are in Christ outside of that that's why Paul charges the the churches in the letters um like to live this lifestyle in christ and it's not by the law but it's through faith in jesus christ that you are free um from the law um and in that being led by the holy spirit living a life in christ we see the true benefits of of living in kingdom in living in the spirit and living in christ that we don't have to be bound by the things that we used to be bound by even the good works of the law We do it now because we're in relationship with the father and we do it because he loves us and we do it because it is through Christ that we are righteous and set free. We don't do it to be set free. We don't do it for righteousness, but we do it because he's made us righteous and because he's made us clean by his blood. So the way that we live is a byproduct of who we are in Christ. Um. So let's get started father i just pray right now anyone who is listening god give them an ear to hear lord god i just pray god that they tune their ear and their mind in right now and i pray god that you just renew their mind as they're listening and this is a charge to them god that they live a lifestyle in the spirit um, because of who you say that we are father i just thank you in jesus name so before we even get started I just want to read this passage of scripture and i believe all of us know it um but this scripture right here is so important um as to what living a life in the spirit is like right galatians chapter 5 starting at verse 16 um so this is paul talking to the the galatian church um and reading in the new king james version and the subtitle of this section of scripture is walking in the spirit um so it says i say then walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh for the flesh lusts against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh and these are contrary to one another so that you do not do the things that you wish but if you are led by the spirit you are not under the law now the works of the flesh are evident which are adultery fornication uncleanliness lewdness idolatry sorcery hatred contentions jealousies, outbursts of wrath selfish ambitions dissensions heresies envy murders drunkenness rivalries and the like of which i tell you beforehand just as i told you in time past which means he's told them before that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of god but the fruit of the spirit is love joy peace long-suffering patience kindness goodness faithfulness gentleness self-control against such there is no law And those who are Christ's have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live in the spirit, let us also walk in the spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another and envying one another. So Paul says a lot of things in this scripture and I kind of just want to break it down for you. Um, So one thing that he says at the end that is very crucial is that if we live in the spirit let us also walk in the spirit so what does that mean so we know that as believers when we get saved we receive the holy spirit right whether you have been baptized by the spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues or you um, have just been saved you receive the holy spirit right And we know this because in John chapter 20, right before Jesus ascends, he breathes on the disciples and he says, Receive the Holy Spirit. So they have the Holy Spirit, right? Um, and then you see the phenomenon of what happens in the books of Acts and in chapter 2 when they actually are baptized with tongues. So, regardless of whether you've been baptized or not, we have the Holy Spirit as believers, right now the holy spirit is a gift the bible says in acts chapter one that this is this is a gift from the father right um but it is our choice to follow the leading of the spirit right at that point we choose whether we want to live in the flesh or we want to live in the spirit this is why the bible says here in galatians chapter 5 verses 25 it says if we If we live in the spirit, right, if this is the place we choose to um, inhabit our lifestyle is in the spirit, let us also walk in the spirit. The Holy Spirit will always do his job with leading us, but it is our choice to follow behind the Holy Spirit. Again, I'm going to say that again. The Holy Spirit will always do his job in leading us. But it is our job to follow behind and walk in the spirit. This is where we choose whether we follow our carnal desires, our flesh, or we follow the desires of the spirit, the the the, the leading of the spirit, right? Even if you look at Jesus' teachings, these are the red letters, right? He tells, he tells the disciples, he tells the people that he's speaking to. He said, You must pick up your cross. Die to your flesh and follow me. Right. We also know in 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 Romans chapter twelve verses one and two, how you know he, we're instructed. Paul instructs us to renew our mind. That's how we are transformed, right? Because honestly, our mind is where we make our choices, and if we want to follow the leading of the Spirit, we must renew our mind. We must uproot the old way of thinking and input the things of the spirit which is why the bible also talks about how we should set our mind on the things above when you set your mind on the things above you are prone to walking in the spirit and the bible already tells us you know what what the lust of the flesh is sexual immorality impurity lustful pleasures idolatry i'm reading an nlt sorcery or witchcraft, hostility, quarreling, jealousy, outbursts of anger, selfish ambition, dissension, division, envy, drunkenness, wild parties and other sins like these. That's just the name of few, right? So, what what does living in the spirit look like? First of all, living in the spirit is beyond a religious practice i'm gonna say that again living in the spirit is beyond a a religious practice right this is why the bible says also in galatians um let's see here chapter five i'm still looking at the same chapter right 18. But when you are directed by the Spirit, you are not under obligation to the law of Moses. What does that mean? When you would follow the law in the Old Testament, in the Old Testament, it would be to gain some type of righteousness, right? But we also know that the Bible says that our own righteousness is like filthy rags. Because although we can be doing right, 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 right by the law, um... There was no perfect sacrifice to cleanse us and take up for our sins to now be doing right in the sight of God, right? So that's why Jesus came to die for us. That's basic, you know, doctrine. He came to die for us so that we may be, our relationship with God can be renewed and we could be made right in him. So when you are following the spirit, You're no longer obligated to the law in regards to whatever you're doing makes you right. It's your faith in Christ that makes you right, right? And then when you're following in the spirit, the spirit will always lead you to do good and it will lead you to truth. The Bible says the Holy Spirit is the spirit of truth. So if the if the Holy Spirit is the spirit of truth, the Holy Spirit is going to lead you to all truth. It's going to lead you to goodness, which is part of the fruit of the spirit. So speaking of the fruit of the spirit, right? We notice we may have been taught that the fruit of the spirit is different fruit. We may know it as fruits of the spirit, but it is actually fruit of the spirit. It's one fruit. Consistent of different parts, right? It's like having an orange. My teacher taught this to me having an orange or tangerine, and you can take it out in different parts. That's part of the fruit. That's part of the fruit. It's one fruit, right? So, as you're walking in the spirit, these parts of this fruit become to build. And because it's a fruit, it has to be nurtured, it has to be watered. It starts out as a seed, but it has to grow. and become this fruit in your life. And the Bible talks about, you know, trees that bear good fruit and trees that don't bear good fruit. Jesus talks about this. So when we when we live our life as believers, what will people identify us by is our fruit. And the Bible says they will know that you are of me by the way you love. And love is a fruit of the spirit. Now, when we talk about fruit in essence we're talking about the character of a person something that the lord taught me was that there's a difference between personality and character there's a difference between personality and character personality is the individualistic makeup of a person it's the things that you see on the outside it's the way that they do things the way that they talk the way that they think it's 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 the qualities of the person qualities of a person but the character of the person is they're very similar but the character of the person consists of the moral values of the person the moral values your mindset based on your moral values okay so we got that so when you're looking at a person sometimes it's hard to identify what someone's character and what someone's personality is and one thing that I learned is that once you're able to identify the two you'll be able to pinpoint what someone's character is right because someone can have a personality who is bold and loud and and assertive right and then you mistake that for their character but someone who is quiet and a bit shy and timid and you must take that for their character right you would obviously think that the person who's more quiet into themselves has better character but the person who's more quiet into themselves may have more hatred and the person who is bold and assertive may have more love you never know this is why we cannot take what someone's personality looks like and say yeah they're this they're that but really observe their fruit and because okay thank you holy spirit personality is more of the makeup of someone you can see on the outside but the fruit of someone you have to discern by the spirit that's why it's the fruit of the spirit the it's fruit that is developed by the spirit therefore if you have the holy spirit in you right and the holy spirit is a spirit of truth the holy spirit will give you discernment to see someone and know this person harbors fruit you also can watch that person by how they move how they handle things right and I tell people I say if you want to know what someone's fruit is like watch what they do when their character is tried when their character is tried by fire when their love is tried, when their joy is tried, when their when their peace or um, their peace is tried, when their patience or long suffering is tried, when their kindness is tried, when their goodness is tried, when their faithfulness is tried, when their de- their gentleness is tried, and definitely when their self-control, my God, is tried. That's how you know. But living a life of the Spirit opens you up to a realm of having access to things in the spirit so it's not just you have the fruit mind you the fruit is what people will know you by people will not know you by you you, it's not by your gifts right we at this point we need to know that the gifts of the spirit is not for us the gifts of the spirit are the ministries of the spirit the gifts of the spirit is for you to minister to other people the fruit of the spirit is for you And it's for people to identify who you represent. The fruit of the spirit will also keep you in a room that a gift opened a door for. Did y'all catch that? Right? We know that the Bible says that gifts will make room for you. Right? But it is the Holy Spirit working in you, your character, that will keep you in that room. The presence of God in which you carry. Right? So I just also love this scripture because, you know, It puts into perspective the lifestyle that we're called to live. It puts into perspective who we're called to represent on a daily basis, right? We see people in church. We see ministers. We see people on platforms. We see all of that stuff. And then we see a downfall almost, which that's actually going to be one of the episodes. We see a downfall of that person or their character is really... You know, it starts to show. And that's because although you can be extremely anointed with gifts, right? Because we know that gifts and callings are irrevocable. What that means, oh my God, this is so good. What that means is there will continue to be a working in your life for your call to propel, right? But the working of the fruit of the spirit is your partnership with God in your personal life. This is why the Bible says that we work out, we don't work for, we work out our salvation in fear and trembling. We work out our salvation in fear In trembling. Why? Because the Bible says this in Proverbs 9 verse 10, that the fear of the Lord is the foundation of wisdom and knowledge of the Holy One will give you good judgment so there's a place there's a place in the spirit where you can be grounded in who you are and you can flow in the ministries of the spirit the gifts of the spirit and the anointing and people see you and they know you by your fruit they will know you by your fruit I'm going to say it again. They will know you by your fruit. And even in this place where, you know, I'm not that known or whatever the case may be, I always tell the Lord, I said, God, develop your fruit in me. Work on my character. Purify me because I don't want to get to a place where I'm I'm in a high place. I'm on platforms. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. People know my name. I'm in a place of greatness. And my character is faulty. My character is not right. And It's scary, listen, listen, I remember, I'm gonna get a little personal. I remember um, about two years ago, where um, in 2019 in the fall, I was really wrestling with the scripture that said the, the, the gifts and callings of God are irrevocable, because I was in a place where, you know, I wasn't being sexually pure. I was in a relationship at that time and I felt so filthy but the Lord and I was I was a minister um, a, a servant or minister in my church and but the Lord people were still calling me to use me and I remember this day specifically I felt so bad and I was called on it was a prayer service to pray for people and I'm praying for people and I open my eyes and they're crying but I felt so bad about myself because I felt I felt a mess like I felt dirty I felt like my temple was defiled i I didn't feel good and yet the lord would still use me to minister to people right so we know we know that the gifts and calls come without repentance they're gonna work whether you in your private your private life and when i say in right standing with god this is what i mean that in your private life in your personal life you're yielded to the holy spirit It is Jesus that makes us right with with God. It's him that makes us right with God. Our righteousness comes from him. But in our personal life, there could be things that we're doing that God doesn't approve of. Just because we are in a place we know that we're saved, right? We are saved, we're being saved, and we will be saved. And what I mean by that is when we receive salvation, that is the beginning of your salvation. And all your life, you have to work out your salvation until the day Jesus comes back. Then you're fully saved. You're raptured, right? So when we come to Christ, through Christ, we're justified, right? In our lifestyle, we're sanctified. And then when Christ comes back to get the church, we're glorified, right? Basic stuff. But in that, I always make my prayer, Lord, seek my heart, search my heart, clean my hands, renew a right spirit in me because I always want to be in a place where I'm yielded and I never want to get to a place like I can literally cry that I don't want to get to this place where I feel like I've arrived like okay yes I've I'm here mentally spiritually I'm mature and maturing in the spirit which is what this is the living a life in the spirit is a spiritual maturation right it's not about you growing independent of God that's not that's not godly To grow independent of God will put you in a place of being lukewarm. And we'll talk about that later. But as you mature, you grow more dependent on God. Because the more you lean on God, the more of him he reveals to you. Mind you, when Paul would speak to the churches, he would say, May you grow in your knowledge of God. May you grow in your revelations of God. Right? In this leaning into the spirit, every day that you wake up and the time that you spend in your on all of your days, you walk by the Spirit, right? You're making a choice daily to walk by the Spirit, not fulfill the lust of the flesh, and it's hard because there are things that we we may not do with our hands anymore. And what I mean by that is there's those sins that we just we don't commit habitually. Like you 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 may have stopped having sex, or you may have stopped drinking, or you may have stopped stealing right these are things you do with your hands but there's those things in the heart the things like envy and jealousy and and self-ambition hatred those are the things in the heart that the lord will always we will always 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 have something in our heart to work on have something in our heart to work on and we could be in a place where you know we're content with the lord but i I always allow myself to have my heart open like a vessel for lord to for the lord to just come and work and put his hands on, right? So every day that I wake up, I make it a conscious decision to follow the spirit. If there's an opportunity that I can not be carnal, you know, I take the opportunity to be in the spirit. And that actually comes with the renewing of your mind, right? I talk about this often how the renewing of the mind psychologically When you um, start to change the way you think of things, there's chemicals in your brains that create new pathways. It's the same way in the spirit, right? And when something is chemically changed, it doesn't go backwards. You cannot undo it, right? So the same way in the spirit, when we renew the mind, that's why I love the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit will affect every part of your being, your psyche, your emotions, your um, physical being, your spiritual being, right? so when you renew the mind to think in the ways of the spirit you are actually transformed and it's a transformation that doesn't change so when you live a life in the spirit right you you're you're in constant communion with god it's a relationship and in the beginning how i said you're not doing things out of a religion i'm not not choosing to sin because i know that it's wrong but i'm choosing not to live in that old lifestyle the the thing that I've died to because I want to be in constant communion with the Lord and I'm not doing it because oh I know that if I do this then God will see me he's all he already sees me I'm doing it because he sees me I'm doing it because he loves me and I love him and I want to honor what he's done in my life because he lives in me right if the Holy Spirit has filled me then I want to do I want to yield to what's in me the new nature that's in me and 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 walk according to the spirit and when you do that right that's when you know favor starts to come into your life that's when you start to see miracles you start to see signs just and miracles are so vast right miracles are just the things of heaven coming into earth right things that just don't happen you know normally but things that are the interventions of the spirit on our life—it could be as simple as just looking for something crazily in your house, like your keys. You take a moment and you pray, and then when you turn your head, it's right there. I'm talking about little things like that, where God has intervened your everyday living. That's a life in the spirit. That's a life that's gonna grow your faith, right? And faithfulness is a fruit, is a, is is a, is a part of the fruit of the spirit, right? Is that the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our life. To produce, it, it means it's a working progress. And I understand that, you know, living in a life in the Spirit, right, It's 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 a progress. But we don't have to make it as long as we think. It's not wrong to tell people, yeah, I'm a process, I'm working on things or whatever. Because I understand that some things in our life really require, you know, deliverance, From like demonic strongholds, right? But sometimes deliverance is just a choice. If you make the choice to live your life by the leading of the Holy Spirit, right? And we know what the Holy Spirit will lead us to do because one, it's in the scripture, and two, the Spirit Himself is the spirit of all truth. So even when you're reading the scripture, you should be led by the Holy Spirit in what you read because it is not your own mind that will reveal the things of the spirit to you but it's by his spirit everything that we do we're dependent on him what makes this the most important is not that we're leading we're leaning onto the spirit for benefits but it's simply out of the revelation of who he is when you take your eyes off of yourself and you put your eyes on christ like i said before i always talk about this there's a place that you will walk in It will change your prayer life. It will change your fasting life. It will change how you worship God, right? We won't have a worship that is egocentric, but it's Christ-centered, right? Because the Bible says that, you know, our life as a living sacrifice, it's crazy. Because to sacrifice something ultimately means to kill it. But he's also saying to be alive, to be living in the spirit, but dead to our flesh, right? He says this is the pleasing, most pleasing and perfect worship that we can give to him. And the Bible says that we take up our cross. Jesus didn't take up our cross. He took up his cross so that we can take up ours. Because the only way that we can truly live in the spirit is to be led by his spirit. That's why Paul says, since we're living in the spirit, let us also follow the leading of his spirit And every part of our lives, that's the way that we think, the way that we talk to people, the way that we approach the Lord, the way that we read scripture, the way that we deal with people, the way that we eat, the way that we dress, every single thing. And you want to live in the spirit uncompromised, uncompromised. And this is just one of my favorite topics, because ever since I started living in the spirit, I have just seen my faith grow my perspective on my seasons grow man there's some things that if I wasn't led by the spirit I would have been in some some things that I shouldn't have been in let me tell you something the fruit of the spirit is the description of Jesus I'm gonna say that again the the fruit of the spirit is the description of Jesus every single word that is listed under the fruit of the spirit is what Jesus is When you get to the place where the fruit of the spirit is the foundation of your character, you represent and you you identify as and you, you look like Christ. This is why when we walk by people or we encounter people, they be like, man, you're not like other people. I don't know what is on you, but you're not like other people. And it's literally christ living in you i just pray that you were blessed and holy spirit spoke to you just leave down your testimonies i pray that the spirit of god is following you and is chasing you down and is convicting your heart to get deeper in your knowledge of him and your lifestyle with him i love you guys and i cannot wait to talk to you in the next episode